You're listening to an encore presentation on MPB Think Radio. We're not able to take your call right now, but you can always reach us through email. The address is fixit101 at mpbonline.org. This is Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Think Radio. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, Ashy Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. That was all boomy sounding. First thing, we have made our way finally into May, and spring fever is everywhere. Also, uh, hurricane preparedness week. It's a bummer, but it is here. So I guess it's time to talk about it. Um, uh, All the state agencies are going to be into it this week, by the way. Today, we talk about your home improvement projects, upcoming maintenance items, and uh, takeaways from last week's home show, which was a whole bunch of fun. You can join the conversation with us this morning by uh, calling 877-MPB-RING. It's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Okay, guys, how did you like doing the show uh, live and in person from the home show? I had a blast. I thought it was a lot of fun. How about you, Jeff? Yeah, it uh, it was a little... Uh, intimidating in the very beginning because, you know, here in the studio, nobody's looking at us. Right. That's right. So, wait a minute. Jeff wait had a, a moment. Minute. He came up at, came up after the show, and he was says, uh, he says, boy, it's different when your people are looking at you. Well, Jeff was operating on no sleep because he spent the that whole night true. at his barbecue pit. Yeah, yeah, it was about 20 hours um, uh, before bedtime, so. Yeah, well, his, I will say uh, I did. I did have some of uh, the Houseworks barbecue. It was awesome, and and it was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the MHI barbecue, and uh, that was it. Was it was good? It was it was a great show. We had a great time. So we we did fix it one on one live on stage, and people asked questions, and and uh, we yeah, had our calls in the show. Showed up. Yeah, yeah they did. Yeah, they sure were there. Did. We had a lot of phone calls. So uh, it was a lot of fun, and then uh, Felder spoke after that around ten thirty, and sat there on stage. And I don't know if you guys saw his presentation, but uh, Felder got up on stage, cut a tire, and like scalloped this tire, mm-hmm. turned it inside turned out it into inside a planter. Out. Yeah, right there wow. on stage. Wow. Yeah, so that's that's using awesome. some ingenuity right there. That's right. What a great way to use an old tire. <laughs> I thought you were going to say filter. <laughs> Great way to use an old man. <laughs> well, that too. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Number to call, folks, is eight seven seven MPB ring. What did you? So, what did you guys see at the home show that that caught your eye this year? I can say that every year I get mesmerized every time I see this, and uh, it's almost getting boring to say it because Java caught me with this like the first year I went. But every time I see concrete staining and scoring. And like oh, that, it's just, just concrete work, mm-hmm. yeah. and when you see, wait a minute, that's you know, concrete in my life was the crumbling stuff under your feet as you walked on the sidewalk. So that was not, you know, you couldn't do anything nice. They party with concrete. it up now. Yeah, they do they, they very party much that party stuff it up. up. Yeah. So, but that was cool. Anything you saw that that got you going there, Pam? Well, I just had a lot of fun walking around and talking to to folks, you know, because I'm always you looking. were a social butterfly. Yeah, I, mean. I, I really enjoy that, and I, you know, I grew up going to that thing, so it's fun to kind of make those connections. And then there were some folks there. Well, the um, 
Superior Foundation was there, yeah. and you know Todd's been on the show before, so I was able right. to talk with him, and he was just super fascinated about solar and wanted us to you know explore that some more, and I think we are. The you show's know, we're, gonna we're going to do that, and I'll tell you a little bit more about that uh, coming up. But we are going to do a special feature on solar. Fix yeah. 101 is just because it's it's uh, such a demand. Uh, the demand is for knowledge. And that's what that's what we're going to put out there. Uh, we don't really know what the solar demand is in Mississippi fully. We do feel like we want to put some more knowledge out there to you know, know, help with decisions. I thought about that. I was I was driving back to the office yesterday afternoon after doing a remodel inspection, and on the corner of uh, right getting on the interstate there at Northside Drive are some security lights that are powered by a solar panel. Right. Well, you know, you know, a lot of folks, a lot of folks, uh, my house, one thing I do that's that was real easy for me and very cheap. But you know how a lot of folks have a, a, a front porch light on, right? They keep a front porch light on. Well, I, I, I just got a couple of solar lights, mm-hmm. put them out front. And, you know, they have the projection kind that point to something. I've got one on my house. And, and, yeah, I've got it right on the front. I don't have to have my porch light on. It's lit up every night by the solar light. Well, and even so. this, uh, the inspection I was doing the other day, I was up on the roof walking around, and they have security lights or security cameras that are powered by solar panels. No way. I thought, now that is, that's the first well, time I'd you, seen that. Yeah, you know, actually, we have uh, job site cameras that are um, powered by solar. By solar. Really? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Very because, cool. you know, we can't, you know, we're, we're running off of a temp pole. Right, right. Um, so, you know, that's dedicated to build that house. So we don't need to be plugging our cameras into it. And our cameras are sitting, you know, 20 feet on a pole up that in the air. That is awesome. Right. So, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, so solar works great. Yeah. And, and, it, and it wasn't expensive. So that's Yeah, cool. to do that. And then you get... You don't ever run out of power. That's right. Does it store power as well? Well, those uh, store. Yeah. Well, you know, it it will give you a, a little bitty battery backup. Yeah, it yeah. will give you a uh, notification on your phone that hey, your battery is, you know, getting low. And then, like if we've had some cloudy days, right? And then the first day we get some good sun. Oh, you're hundred percent charged. Up. You're good again. Yeah. Well, we've had a yeah. lot of sun lately. Yeah. <laughs> and and look, let's let's keep it like <laughs> this. Let's keep it like that. Yeah, Just pouring. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah we're doing, speaking of concrete. Well, yeah. we're. Uh, um, we are heavily, heavily in putting foundations in right now and plumbing and pouring concrete. And All right. Got to keep the, the folks working. Yeah, right. keep it. I think we've moved into our dry season. We've moved past I, all that rain in the spring. I hope. Well, um, you know, we, we're, we're doing this whole thing so that we can answer home improvement questions. So let's go ahead and do one of those. Got an email. Um, we have a baseboard heat cover that runs from our shower along the wall next to the toilet. It is rusty. It looks awful. I've had one of these before. If you've had baseboard heaters, this happens, especially in the restroom. Especially in the bathroom. Right. We repainted it, but eventually it got rusty again. We're hoping you can help us find a solution. Uh, If if it's metal, then uh, just painting rust means that you'll just get more rust when it gets through that paint. The trick is you've got to get that thing off the wall and get it sanded off and and and, and uh, get that rust that's currently underneath brushed off. And you could use a metal brush for that. or Well, the trick is you need to get it off the wall and put a new one in. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. The problem with rust on the outside is that you probably got rust on the inside. Well, and it, it almost, you know, for a heater like that, it almost, you know, there's almost a guarantee because it's in the bathroom. There will be humidity in the bathroom. And I would check manufacturer specs on any type of a metal component that you're going to install in a bathroom where there's a lot of humidity and water. Right. Well, I have lived in a home. Uh, it was built in 62. It was an all-electric home. and It had baseboard heaters. I, I didn't live here. Um and it did have them in the bathroom. I always thought it was really weird. It's incredible heat. It's fan. You know, radiant heat is fantastic heat. Oh yeah, you know. yeah. Well, I've installed one in my bathroom, but it's not. It's a wall furnace, electric uh-huh. furnace. So then, in the winter time, I can have a little bit more heat right, in there. Right. But it's it's specific for that purpose. And you know, something that I was born in 1962. I, there are parts on me that are wearing out. <laughs> They're sagging, and you know, I mean, stuff just doesn't work like it used to. So, you know, it's I don't necessarily want you to replace me. (laughs) Right, right. Uh, See, well, I'm thinking uh, on on the cheap. If you just wanted to do something that would hold the paint, you've got to get rid of any rust that is on metal. Once you've gotten rid of the rust, get yourself a good primer that is rust resistant. And then you can paint it again. But the paint that you put on this is going to have to be heat resistant. And you can buy grill paint. Uh, that works very well. It's heat resistant up to about, what, 400? So. Well, let me recommend something because I did. I'm going to harp on this for just a minute. I did a remodel inspection the other day. And mm-hmm. part of that remodel, they were having some problems with the venting on the dryer. And so the client was running that dryer over and over and over to try to get the clothes, the dry. clothes to dry. And it, it ended up being a venting issue. And so the contractor came back and got all that fixed. Well, I'm doing this inspection yesterday, and I pulled the electric panel, and the wiring to the breaker for the dryer had melted uh, because it oh had – Yeah, so, you know, folks – Old components that you use mm-hmm. over and over and over again, you can paint it, but you may burn your house down. <laughs> That's a good point. Okay, I'll give you that. You know, I mean, I, when I opened that, I was like, it's a good thing I was there by myself well, because you, I had some language when I opened do you that think, up. <laughs> do you think, Pam, that the wire was undersized or the wrong breaker? No, it was all right. I yeah. mean, shouldn't we be able to run that dryer? I, well, it was a 10, 1030. Wow. So, yeah, okay. it was okay. it had been wired correctly, yeah. but okay. that, that casing on that wire was melted all the really? way back. Wow. And the wire itself was scorched yeah. inside. Man, that's at the, yeah. I know. Yeah, that's close. That's right. Yeah, that's so right. these old heaters or things that use electricity, yep. if you're going to slap a – and this is the thing I think the consumer doesn't understand, and, and Jeff and I will harp on this all the time. What you see is not the problem. That's right. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. That's right. It's always well, something look, behind look, there. I, I, I cannot tell you the number of leaky showers that we've uh, that we have repaired – and we get the phone call when the baseboard right outside mm-hmm. the shower door shows visible right. um, um, damage due, due to water. And, and and the client always says, you know, I don't know how that water's getting there because we always put a towel down. <laughs> well, it's not coming from the outside. It's not coming. It, it's coming every time you turn it, that shower on. It's coming from a place you don't see. That's right. right. That's right. Wow. 
That's uh, so. that's kind of spooky. All right, folks. Number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Time for us to take our first break of the hour. And spring is the time for home improvement projects. What are you working on? Uh, if you've got a question what, uh, and want to join the show, just give us a call, 877-MPB-RING. It's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. Deep South Dining is the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. From fried chicken and collard greens to shrimp and grits and a glass of sweet tea. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or download our MPB public media app. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHE Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. You can join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. It's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Denise is on the line and Mobile's got a plumbing question. What's up, Denise? Hi, um, we have a 1963 house that we bought and remodeled recently, and since then we've had some plumbing issues, and it keeps clogging up in a drain underneath the slab. Um, apparently a root has come, grown there and cracked the pipe, and we've had to have it roto-rootered three times. Now it's currently stopped up again. We're about to do that again. Bummer. Um, we- what can we do as a permanent or let me semi permanent fix. Let me let me ask you a question. When they when they um, try to clean that pipe out, do they bring mud back? I haven't watched it myself. My husband's been out there, and but I believe so. Okay, that would be an indicator that there is a a busted pipe. Um, has it caused any damage above the slab? No. You, okay, so there's no floor damage. Nothing. Right. Okay. And it's out in the yard, sounds like, if there's a root in it. Well, no, it, I, I thought she said it was under the slab. They, they told us that, there, that a root had cracked it the first time, but then later he told us the crack was under the house. Under the house. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, sure. I mean, it may or may not be a root. But but it's still yeah cracked. whatever. Well, the, the, we, we have a, we have a, well, it's like Pam said. Things things just things don't work break. the way. <laughs> and I can do that because I was born in 1961, so uh, or 62. I can't remember. But uh, okay. Um, Gosh, there's a couple things you can do. You can have that pipe relined. Well, and I was going to um, say that roto rooting this the fourth time is starting to be madness. It's well, t- time yeah. to replace something. Yeah. You know, this um, same thing happened at my house. Same identical thing. What did, what did you do? Well, we thought it was under my kitchen island. Uh huh. I hired a different plumber. Uh huh. And the plumber says, mm, "It's not there." I said, "Okay." I'm the patient. You're the doctor. I'm listening. Right. Um, he found it right outside my house where it was busted. Really? Oh, wow. oh yeah. Yeah. So saved a ton mm-hmm. of money uh, because, mm-hmm. again, I had no damage to coverage A, which is everything from slab up 
uh, above slab. Uh, that's called coverage A on your insurance. Mm-hmm. So, so there was no insurance loss, uh, no insurance claim. Um, getting back to your question, it can be relined. It can be jackhammered out and fixed. I like the jackhammer out and fix. And fix, because you're probably yes. dealing with cast iron. Probably. From that that era would be cast iron. Yeah, I don't know when we started using ABS PVC. I don't Um, have any idea. Has anyone uh, put a camera in it? No, the the guy that came out. You know, we talked about that, and that is the next step. Get it exactly where it is. Yeah, get it scoped. Get it scoped, and then I am going to recommend um, a jackhammer. Okay. May as well. What, what I mean, is, otherwise you can keep rooting it. Why not the lining? I, to be quite honest, I don't know a lot about it. I would investigate that. Here, here's the here's the um, downside to the jackhammer. You fix that spot, then it breaks somewhere Elsewhere. else. Elsewhere, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, the lining. Um, I've never done it. I've never experienced, so I don't know enough about it to to comment. Well, here's so where we're going to... I would do my research. We're going to do this, Denise. If someone has had the lining done on their plumbing, give us a holler. Let us know how it works. Yeah, I would love to know how that works because yeah. it seems to me like if it works, it would be mm-hmm. awesome. My concern is going to be... If it's kind of like the house that I did yesterday, they had gone in and painted over old paint that right, was cracking. Right, right. And so, if you're going to line a product that, that's, that's already deteriorated, right, 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 it's almost like you're encapsulating something right. that could cause damage, or even well, if it's a drain line, it's not going right. to be water quality. But um, that's my only concern on something like that, and I don't know. Yeah, if somebody has had experience, that'd be awesome. Yeah, we'd love to hear that. that Denise? That's, that's the exact reason why I'm going jackhammer. Yeah. yeah. All right, Denise, so you keep listening. If someone's got a better idea, I'm sure they'll let us know. All right? Great. Thank you very much. Thanks, Denise. Yes, All right, bye. Let's keep on moving. Mike is on the line. Uh, am I right here in Roxy? Who needs advice yeah. in moving a house? What's going on, Mike? Uh, found a home. Want to rehab it for my mom and sister. Having a problem finding someone to take the roof off a hundred year old home they that's willing to take on that challenge okay now what I'm, what I, I'm not understanding the age well, of the, 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 the the pitch of the roof is very high it won't go uh, under the underpasses on the, oh you're the moving this you're trying house. to move the home yeah so I want to move the home and put the roof back on it oh wait a minute mm. uh, wait a minute mm. um Okay, so you're You've going to move the home. So Jeff's attention here. Well, I see. Is is okay? Once you get the home to where it's going, and you're going to put the roof back on, is everything inside the home okay? Or are you redoing all of that? Uh, most of it's okay. It doesn't have sheetrock. It has the boards. It's a very old home with the large timber. So, so if uh. it gets wet, it's going to be okay. What I was thinking is maybe they could put a few timbers across and tarp it. In the vented rains, you'd have to put a pitch um, on it, or you're gonna have a swimming pool. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Mike, yeah, have you talked about slight pitch? Yeah. Yeah. Have you talked to a home moving company? Um, 
trying to find someone willing to take the challenge. So I have one, uh, the home movie, the person who moved it before uh-huh. uh, is the one that recognized that issue. And so he's willing to move it, but he is not willing to tackle the roof. Well, wait a minute. It's been moved before. Did they take the roof off then? No, they simply moved it across the highway. Uh, so, okay, so this one is going to where it's got to go under an underpass. Under the power there's, there's lines. No, under yeah, path, I got you. Ten sections of power line. I got you. Okay. You know, on something wow. like that, and wow. I'm guessing you want to use you want to use the same timber versus just rebuilding the roof. Um, on is, that. is the is the roof is it is it uh, uh, special in some way? Is it, you know, I mean, does it have special shingles or a particular pitch that you want to... Well, you're not going to reuse the shingles. Mm-mm. There's no way. Uh, no, it's 10. The roof is 10, and it has a high pitch. Okay. I, I, I express I don't necessarily need that high pitch. I understand. Okay, so so we could rebuild it with with new uh, material and and lower the pitch. Well, wait a minute. Could you Could you do this? Could you take the roof off, put a lower pitch on, and get under everything? Ah. I believe so. I'm hoping to do all, all of that on site. Actually, I would like to use the same timbers. Well, if it's a high pitch, you can always cut it. Yeah, because, right. because yeah. You, you, you can, can make reframe them it. I, I think I'm leaning towards where it's sitting right now. I'm going to pull the roof off. I'm going to recut my timbers, and I'm putting everything back on getting under the height restriction and then I'm going to let my house, my home mover move it before you put the shingles on okay before uh, yeah now I'm wondering about the cost that's the scary part about uh, I always wonder about the cost when I'm moving a house <laughs> my wife would love nothing more than to move a house and I told her I'm never moving a house I will take that what that house looks like and I'm going to go build it brand new I'm never else. moving one listen I, my dad moved ever. several really yes we used to there was an old fella named Bulldog he used to come in and Bulldog Burton uh-huh, pull oh, yeah. up those houses well. and, and move them um, so it's it's doable right yeah is that, Pam, you've seen it. Um, what kind? What level of expensive is this? Well, I mean, I'm talking back when I was, you know, high school and college. So oh, you're okay. talking 30, 40 years ago, uh-huh. whenever it was being done. And it's awesome to watch. I remember it was it was pre, it was something. Okay. He, he carried several of them down Highway 51. No <laughs> way. There That's in crazy. Ridgeland. But that was that was back in the day when it was two lane and right. You know. Okay. All right, uh, Mike, you know what? We'd love to hear the end of this story. So what do you think you might do, Mike? Well, I'm waiting for some, uh, like I said, pricing, and then I'll make a determination, you know, based upon that. Right. Because I don't want to put more. I have a certain amount. I have a budget. Yeah. Yeah. It may be cheaper to rebuild that roof than to move it. Where are you from, Mike? I grew up in this area, but I recently moved back. I've been telling. No, where, where's, where's this Roxy? area? Yeah, where's oh, Roxy? Oh, uh, let's say sits. You familiar with Brookhaven? Yeah. Yes. Okay, sits between Brookhaven and Natchez. On okay. Okay. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, Mike. We well, appreciate luck, it. Man. Yeah. Sounds us, like a fun project. Let us know how it goes. Oh, if it goes. 
Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> then there's that. Right. Hey, hey, and also, uh, I'm in that age group where you're mentioning things hurting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I get up in the morning like a cat, slow yes. and slowly. <laughs> I, I was walking down the stairs this morning like my three-year-old grandson, <laughs> one step at a time. I'm thinking halfway down, how long is it going to take me to get down these steps? Uh, <laughs> okay, I appreciate it. Hey, Mike, appreciate All it. All right, Mike. Let's keep rolling. Warren is on the road. He had the uh, the same sewer problem that uh, that we heard a few minutes ago from, what is it, Denise? Yeah. Was it? Okay. Warren, are you with us? Yeah. So what's going on? What what kind of issue did you have? Well, I had a broken sewer line, and I don't know, maybe Jeff or the lady knows, but uh, the plumber put perma liner in it, and mine is PVC pipe, but I don't know if that would work on cast iron. Ah, uh, so, all right, they put something called perma liner in, mm-hmm. in, okay, and that was designed for PVC? Uh, yeah, it's like a kind of a canvas material, they blow it in there with resin on the outside of the canvas type material, and it sticks to the inside of the pipe, and it realigns it, they blow it in with an air compressor, and that realigns it, and it puts the pipe back together, guaranteed for, they said, about 50, 75 years. Oh, wow. problem with it, and that was done in 2012. And you said you had no problem so far? No No problems at all. But I wanted to know if Jeff knew or the lady knows uh, if that permaliner would work on cast iron. Because if her house was built to 43, I'm thinking that probably a cast iron uh, sewer line. Yeah, it was built in 63. Um, okay. it, but it probably is cast iron. And again, I, you know, I, I I investigated it one time on my house, and then obviously it wasn't under the slab, so so I, I didn't go any further. So you got this work done yourself. It's been twelve years now, right? Two thousand twelve, I guess. Uh, yeah. All right, you got to well, be straight with us. Any problems at all at this point? No, none. Okay. Do you have a garbage disposal in your home? <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. But let's go back to he's got PVC, well, and so there's so many houses. Confident. Yeah, I'm not confident that 63 is not PVC though. Yeah. Well, that's what I would find out because, and I'm just going to say, let me find that out I right would now. not recommend lining cast iron. Okay. I just wouldn't. Mm. It's just cast iron or galvanized or. You lipstick know. on a pig. It is lipstick on a pig. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank y'all. Thanks, Warren. We really appreciate it. All right, folks, number to call is 877-MPB-RING. Time for another break. When we come back, we're going to answer some more of your home improvement questions uh, and emails, so you can stay tuned. If you want to join today's show, give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or you can send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm Dr. Jimmy Stewart, Professor of Internal Medicine and Pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. On the original Southern Remedy, we answer questions about all aspects of your health and share some of the latest medical information in the news. You can listen to the show on Wednesdays at 11 on MPB Think Radio, or you can subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy on your preferred podcasting app.
You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pivas, ASHE certified inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and licensed contractor Jeff Simmons from Houseworks. If you missed any of today's program, you can always listen back by podcast using any podcast app or our MPB public media app. We were talking before the break about when you said you did some research and you found when uh, PVC really became a thing, right? That's right. PVC uh, was uh, actually invented in 1960s. And 60s is not a time invented. Well, wait a minute. Plastic pipe was first manufactured in the 1960s. But wasn't widely well, random. used I mean, it was 10 years. until <laughs> early 90s. Oh, um, okay. But it was very popular in 1963. So, really? Yeah. Okay. So so it's possible this 1963 home could it have plastic. It's very yeah. possible. Yeah. Now, um, now we're well, talking about, what, 70-year-old plastic? Yeah. And it'll get brittle. Yeah. But, you know, she said she was going to get it scoped, and I think that's, that's right, going to give you— That's right. Just scope it. you got to yeah. have— We're, we're going to know if it's PVC or cast iron. you got to fact find before you fact that's right. face. That's so right. you just need to know what you're dealing well, with. And, and, again, the first indication at my house, we, we, we earmarked it under the island, and I just could not rip my kitchen out that I just built a few years earlier. So, you know, I waited— and then we did some more investigation and found it right outside the back door. So it, hmm. it was it was great that I didn't, you know, make do the that, moves to that, fix it. That twenty thousand dollar, yeah. Uh, uh, Ouch. Yeah. Right. Again. <laughs> so, all right. I've got an email. I desperately want to help this lady. It's it, oh, I just feel her pain here. Janice from Gulfport in the guest bath uh, bathroom of my trailer. The previous owner laid ceramic tile directly onto the subfloor. Obviously, the lack of an underlayment or any self-leveling has caused all of the tiles to break and crack. Uh, just It's just an ugly nuisance and, uh, and really struggling with what is the easiest, cheapest way to get the ceramic tiles and grout off the plywood subflooring so I can lay vinyl quote planks that will require glue or should I just put a new subfloor down and cover old grout after I put up uh, pull up the ceramic uh, thanks guys ideas are much appreciated okay. okay here you go you get some loud music mm-hmm. <laughs> right some goggles uh-huh. and a couple of beverages mm-hmm. and some friends and hammers and hammers <laughs> And you just go to town. Right. Because <laughs> it's probably not, if it's cracking up anyway, it's, it's not going to be that hard. It's going to be hard to come up. <laughs> that, well, just and, be careful because that, that tile is sharp once you start. Yeah, and I'll say that one thing that you can do is that if you do go to those tiles and take a hammer and break those tiles up, um, they also sell, if if you want to do this, I like to do this, which is one of the heavy-weighted scraper bars yeah. that you can use to get mm-hmm. up under that tile. Mm-hmm. Reason being is that, you know, uh, first of all, if you're doing this on your knees, it, it it's just a lot. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you've got an extra 40 pounds on this pole helping you out pushing the yeah. tiles up, it's a lot easier, a lot faster. Um so it's something that I like to do. It's a lot, it's a lot easier. And something so. that I've learned, just because I am on the you know backside of fifty, is that if I I couldn't hold a forty pound bar, see, 
because it's it's just too heavy for okay, me okay. to do something like that. So unless I've got a guy who's willing to help me out with something like that. Right. So I'm going to go back to on these DIY projects. If you can just be patient and do a little bit at a time. Right. Instead of trying to tackle something that's going to just wipe you out. You know, you could literally chew that tile up a little bit at a time. It might take you a couple of weeks. And then, you know, find something that you can put down over the top of it as you work on the project and eventually get it out of there. Well, this is what we're talking about is the equivalent of using a miter box, which is kind of the manual way to do this. I got smart a few years ago. I bring it up some tile. I had an air compressor (laughs) and I brought an air hammer. I bought an air hammer with a, a, a flat you know, thing on it. Mm-hmm. And you can go through tile pretty quick. Pretty quick. A multi-tool <laughs> will do that. Yeah, yeah. You can put a multi-tool in. I had to do that. I had a tile oh, that, that, but this was on slab. Uh-huh. I had one that broke at my back door and then one that broke in my office. Uh-huh. And so I had to take just that out. Right. So I used a multi-tool to, to kind of get it and then kind of sand off that area underneath it so I could come back right. in and glue it down, and then do my mortar around it. And those of you who don't know what a multi-tool is, this is a neat gadget. It's not a very expensive tool, Mm-mm, to be honest with you. They're not expensive. And, and it, is, it, it is notorious for being able to cut or grind or, geez, a lot of things. It'll you can go use through. it on tile. You, you can rent a, um, a – Heavy duty, and and it's 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 when I say it's heavy duty, it's 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 heavy duty. This thing probably weighs a hundred pounds, but it is a actual chipping hammer that has a blade. And, really, and it's electric. You plug it in, you pull the trigger. It is just like a machine gun. <laughs> and uh, you, you, you is it pretty easy to control? Yeah, could it, I do it's, that? It's, yeah, it's all it's it's handheld. Okay. And um, so is the weight distributed uh, distributed so that you don't have to hold that weight? Well, you're 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 gonna set that on the ground with okay. the blade, okay. so you're you're just guiding it. Okay. The, the okay. weight you want the weight because that's what's doing the work for you. Right. And then that blade acts like a machine gun. Uh, you will make short work of getting this tile up. Okay. But awesome. Wear your goggles. Yeah. Because yeah. you're you're that's shards of glass. Tile's yeah. always uh, a mess. Yeah. It is. But. I mean, and now, it's, it's fairly simple to do. I got a question. If it gets a snag, is it going to throw me across the room and up against well, the wall? No, no, <laughs> it's just going to chip because your 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 actual blade has got a got a pretty sharp end on it. It's actually just going to uh, start eating your subfloor out. You know, it's going to start splintering that if you get too much of an angle. Yeah, how pleasant. Yeah, on your yeah. subfloor, uh, on slab, right. I bet it's nothing. That's right. Well, it yeah. glides right, glides over, right it. over it. Well, this lady is in a trailer, so now let's say she's gotten her tile up, and we want to put down. You know, uh, I'm not sure what she's meaning here, but it could be anything from like the sticky tile laminates to to the. Uh, to the tongue and groove laminates, to to I mean, just uh, the vinyl stuff. There's a whole bunch of different things. But so once we get this tile up, and remember, she's asking for easiest, cheapest way, and um, or and should she glue a new subfloor down and cover the old floor first? You're going to have to do something on that subfloor. Because it's going to be chewed up from taking that tile yeah, up. I'm, yeah, I'm, if I'm going this far, I'm probably doing new subfloor, and I'm probably going to do a on top of my subfloor a quarter inch of hardy backer, 
Because she wants to go back with ceramic, is that right? No, she wants to go back with a vinyl. Oh, yeah, yeah. anything oh, just well, cheap. Fine. Yeah, fine. Uh, depending on what condition my subfloor is in, that's going to dictate if I'm going to take it out or not. Right. Mm-hmm. If it's in good shape, I'm leaving it there. Can you put a thin set on a on a wooden subfloor like that? No, I would always. If I'm doing thin set and ceramic, I'm doing a quarter inch hardy. Okay. But I don't, yeah. Something don't, that's flexible. Right, yeah. Okay. I don't see an issue with necessarily putting another board on top of the current so yeah, far, except uh, for that uh, raises other, the floor. Other than you're raising the floor, you got a trip hazard. Now, is your toilet going to mount properly? Well, that's a good point. Okay. Um, Was this and, in and her bathroom to, or a kitchen? Bathroom. Yeah, bathroom. bathroom. Oh, and and yeah. I, I don't want a trip hazard. No. Um, none of us are getting any younger. Right. Well, okay. So then in that case, once you get your tile up, spend some time. On that subfloor, make sure that it's yeah. in good shape and that it's and, nice and smooth. And then and, simply get you some uh, snap lock floating floor. Yeah, right. You can buy yeah. it. You can buy it for under three dollars yeah. a square foot. And and most of that stuff has its own underlayment and yeah. all the other That's stuff. Right. With yeah, it. you don't need the the new stuff out there. You don't have to put anything down Mm-mm. under Mm-mm. not that I probably no. still would just because I'm a nerd. But And the cheapest way, and I'm going to go ahead and say this, and I know you guys probably don't like it, but the cheapest thing in the world is still linoleum and, or whatever you want to call that, floor color, vinyl floor covering. But it doesn't – I don't know if you've seen this stuff recently. It doesn't look like 1973's no, floor covering uh, anymore. It's but, actually – They make it, some decent stuff. But it's not user-friendly. It's, it's not It's not homeowner-friendly. No, no, for, to cut it and all that other yeah, jazz. I yeah, I mean, you need to know what you're doing. But you could take the floating uh, uh, LVP, luxury vinyl plank, right. and do that yourself. True. That's true. So. Well, and let's go back to our multi-tool, because mm-hmm. once you get into a small bathroom like that, if you don't, and I see this all the time with DIY projects, if you don't cut the jams up on your door, it's going to look like crap. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot about that. There is a, there is a very, there's a specific tool that you can use to cut the door jams. And what we mean is that when you put floor over floor, it raises the floor. And the problem is that the door jams and everything were were, were done for the first floor. Mm-hmm. And so what you have to do is cut the bottoms off. And you're like, what happens? Will it fall? No, it won't fall. No, no it's all nailed in. Yeah, cut the bottoms off, and then that new floor will slide in up under there. Well, that multi-tool, if you get that, it comes with all, it comes with a sander. It comes with a nail cutter. Right. It, and so your jam, it's a wood. Um, mm-hmm. So you can literally take one piece of that tile that, or what do you call it, Jeff? What did you say it was? The, the, the plank. Oh, uh, LVP, luxury you, vinyl plank. Okay, yeah. so if you take that plank, flip it over mm-hmm. so that you're not on the top side of it, and put it up against your jam. And then take that multi-tool and cut straight into that jam. Now you've created the That's area right. yep. that that, for that plank, you can flip the plank over that, and it fits right up in there. For that to slide Sweet. under that jam. Mm-hmm. Okay. That, wow. That's Does awesome. it sound like I've done that before? It sounds like you have. <laughs> My dad owned a floor covering business, so I kind of figured that one. He, he was very helpful with that. <laughs> <laughs> and he moved houses down the road? Listen, I don't know what the man didn't do. Right. But, okay. <laughs> All right, so number to call is 877-MPB-RING. It's 877-672-7464. Time for our last break of the hour. You still have time to get your home improvement questions on this morning. I do have an email coming up. That's going to be a lot of fun. And you still have time to get your home improvement questions answered this morning. 
Call us with your questions, comments, or just tell us what project you're working on at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Larry Morrissey with the Mississippi Arts Commission. I'm one of the hosts of the Mississippi Arts Hour, the arts interview show on Think Radio. Each week, myself or one of my fellow hosts bring you in-depth interviews with different creative Mississippians. We talk with visual artists, musicians, writers, as well as people who help bring the arts to their communities. We hear about how each artist learned their craft and get some insight into their creative process. You can hear the Arts Hour every Sunday at 5 p.m. on Think Radio, or listen anytime by subscribing to the show through your favorite podcasting app. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pivas, Ashy Certified Inspector at Inspector it Like a Girl, Licensed Contractor. Jeff Sammons is here from Houseworks also, so we're still doing the big shoe. All right, here we go. The uh, email that I was talking about a little bit earlier that, that I wanted you guys to have a, a crack at it. I've seen this before. This is a, a, a pain of a problem. Our garage and the screen porch gets seepage on the floor whenever we get a hard rain. How can this be prevented? All right, guys, so we've got a garage. And, oh, well, the garage does have a, a, rubber, a rubber thing at the bottom, but that's not the issue. We've got a lot of water, obviously, coming right there at the house. Can I read it again? Okay. <laughs> Our garage has a screen port. Our garage and a screen porch of ours get seepage on the floor whenever we get hard rain. How can this be prevented? So okay, remember, remember our rule: get the, get water away from your house. Right. So so the options for this person might be um, a, a a drain of some sort. Right, maybe a French drain to move or a that channel water drain out. Or, in your driveway, or, or a channel across the right. across the uh, garage. But 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 the idea of sealing up the home and the water building up on the siding. No, it's not, it's not. Way, it's not a submarine. Mm-hmm. No, no, um, no. So the the it, that's the back. Yeah, you want to think of getting rid of the water instead of uh, tightening up your ship. The the number one rule. Before we do anything else, get the water away from the house. Now, does that mean, you know, cutting a swell in the backyard, cutting a swell in the front yard, diverting the water? That's the number one thing. Then you can go to Key West for four weeks <laughs> right. and, and have 15 inches of rain, and you're not worried. And you're right. not worried okay. about it. That's 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 the number one. Okay, if that cannot happen for whatever right, reason, right. builder built the house down in a hole, whatever. Right. Number two, now we're going to start looking at drain tile uh-huh. and drains. Okay. Not necessarily a French drain. Right, right. Everybody uses that term. That term, uh, a French drain is... is there's, a French drain is for slow water. There, there, are, there are places for that. So my, my number two is a drain tile um, with a hard pipe coming out of my drain tile going to an area that is lower... Then my drain tile. Right. Water Water's if, going to run downhill. You know, let me ask you this. Let's say you're sitting in that hole, mm-hmm. and all you see is up. Right. Uh, 
all that means, uh-huh. all that means is I'm going to put my drain tile and I'm going to lower my pipe lower. Okay. Water is going to run downhill. Right, right. I don't care how deep my hole is. Right. I can get the other end of my pipe deeper. Okay. All right. So everything goes into the funnel. Right. And everything runs out the other end. Now, that was extreme what we just described. Right, yeah. But that's that's how you have to look at getting water away from your house. Yeah. And you can also look at a sump. I'm not a big fan yeah, of those. I don't like a sump. I'm not just because now you got something mechanical. Now, well, again, I'm in I'm in Key West for two weeks. Power mm-hmm. power, power goes, goes out. out. Right, um, sump's gone. Well, you know so, what? I think the first place to start. We've done this on the show before. We've talked about this before. The first place to start uh, might be a landscaper because yes. you may just. Yes. I mean, because that may be the cheapest, easiest way to fix this if they have. If you if that person can't fix it, let's move on to something bigger from there. Mm-hmm. But that would be a good place because if you've just got like say an overgrowth problem or just a a drainage where you maybe you've got. Too many things up against the house or what, you know. In other words, let a landscape person look at it. And if they can't move that water, then they might be able to recommend who can. And I want someone qualified. I want someone with an instrument. Mm-hmm. What I'm talking about, I'm talking about a grade instrument that's going to give me the elevation wherever my wherever my benchmark is. Right. Establish the benchmark. And then give me an elevation away from my house that is lower than than where my problem is, right? Because I make sure when I spend this this six thousand dollars on this drain, right, that the end of the drain is lower than where the water's going in, mm-hmm. or we've done nothing but waste a bunch of time and money, right, right. right. All right, uh, we got a, a phone on the line. Jack is in Hancock County. Uh, backup power for the whole house. Oh, love Man, it. Man, this is so cool, Jack. Ford F-150. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, go for it, Jack. For $100,000. Right. Hi. Yeah, I, um, I've i been thinking about this project for a good while. I've called a couple of electrical contractors and have received really noncommittal responses from anybody talking about excessive lead times and people, you know, want me to pay them for it now and yep. they expect it That's to all come true. in a year later. That's all true. <laughs> yeah, it's unfortunate. Is that standard in the industry it, to do that? It, it uh, wasn't. It, it wasn't at one time. It is now, Jack, and it's normally half down and the other half once the generator gets here. Three to six months is not uncommon for a generator. But let me ask you a few quick questions. We got we got just a few minutes. Uh, how big is your house? Uh, Fourteen hundred square feet. Perfect. Do you have gas? No. Okay, it's only fourteen hundred square feet, so it's a very small house. What what size generator are you looking at? Well, I haven't. I, that's. I guess something I wanted to talk to an electrical contractor to okay. find out what it's going to take. Uh, okay. Um, I'd get a hold of my heat and air contractor, find out what my load is. The electrical contractor needs to know what the load is. You tell the contractor, electrical contractor what the load is. And better yet, I would call a generator dealer. They can They can solve this issue for you. 
Like uh, you mean like an independent dealer that sells generators, or do you mean like a manufacturer? Well, most manufacturers don't sell direct. Right, right. So find find your generator. Go to big box stores. Um, I I don't. well, the ones that the ones that we hear a lot of, uh, ones that we hear a lot of here on the show, Kohler, Generac. There's yeah. a couple of there's a couple of brands that you're going to come across. That's right. So know. find you a dealer, explain to them what you want, and they will size your generator for you. The largest the largest air cooled you can get, which is you've got to stay in that price range uh, for residential, is a 22 kW. Uh, once you get above a 22, then you get into water cooled, and it's a whole nother ball game. So, There's no way 1,400 square feet could use 22k. N- pro- no, no, absolutely not. No, <laughs> no, 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 absolutely not. That's a lot so, of power for yeah. a tiny home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, not tiny, bigger. Than I just you you you're just calling the wrong people, Jack. Right. <laughs> okay. Not well, us. I'm not talking about us. I'm talking about the uh, the electrical contractor. Well, this worked out great. <laughs> it did. Okay. That's the reason they took my microphone away. That's right. <laughs> Thanks for the call, Jack. I hope that helps out. Keep going and uh, talk. Yeah, talk to an an authorized. Dealer. dealer. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and they it's can good, really help you Good out. advice. Yeah. All right. Uh, Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show was produced by Java Chapman. Our call screener today was Liz Gill. For Pam Pivas, Jeff Sammons, and I'm Jason Klein, stay tuned for our Wednesday 10 a.m. program, Everyday Tech with Jay White, and join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio.